five, four, three, two, one. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could become something more. See if they could work together when we needed them to. To fight the battles that we never could. Journey through infinity. My name is Jennifer Smith. I'm here with my co-hosts. Uh, their names are Justin and Tim and Scott. How are you guys? Good evening. Uh, yeah. Ask me another day. All right. Good energy to start. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now we need some energy because this movie I'm stoked to talk about. Um, we are up to the eleventh chapter of. Wow. I know, right? Of uh, mm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so that film halfway point isn't it? What halfway point, right? Half, there's there's twenty three, so almost kind of yeah, basically, like yeah. So anyway, we're uh, talking about Avengers: Age of Ultron from twenty fifteen, the sequel to the Avengers, um, written and directed again by Joss Whedon. And um, has our entire crew back from the Avengers and then some. Anybody have any thoughts about Joss Whedon that we didn't touch on in the first movie? Not especially. I I thought he was a great choice to helm that first movie and made all the sense in the world to bring him back. Mm -hmm. Although this will be his last outing as director. And uh, he also wrote at least part of the script, right, to um, yes. Avengers and to Age of Ultron, I believe. So, uh, yeah, he's this is going to send him on his way out. And I don't know, there may be some reasons for that that we can mm-hmm. maybe delve into mm-hmm. as we talk about this movie. But, yeah, at the time, I was, I mean, pretty stoked for it. It seemed like um, it was just the logical choice that, okay, we found our guy. He knocked it out of the park once. So why, uh, why mess up a good thing? Um, so after guardians, how did we feel about, um, taking the story back to earth? Um, you know, do do we want to see more cosmic stuff? Are we glad to have the adventures back together, Scott? Yeah, I think it was time. I think we've we'd filled a lot of uh, stories uh, cosmically, and I mean, because we had the Dark World, which was a mix of both, and um, uh, you know, Guardians was a tremendous story with a tremendous cast and a colorful um, panorama or a colorful landscape, if you will, in terms of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was time to get down to business again. Uh, to see everybody together again, they all kind of had their moments. Um, so I was ready for another another chapter. Um, we'll get more into the story, which I wasn't totally in love with, but it was good to see it was good to see them back together. And I was happy to be back on Earth. 
it's good to kind of rotate it. You don't want to go too far one way or the other. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's fine. You don't, um, you know, the Guardians are in space, but like the Avengers aren't. So I think it's fine that we're back on Earth, and uh, at least it's been introduced now, though. So when there's aspects of it, it's not going to be like kind of a crazy culture shock because we've right. kind of been established. Yeah. And it was interesting to me because coming into this, uh, just based on the title and kind of the early moments of the movie, it seemed like it was just going to be kind of a standalone, and I was happy to see how much it weaves into like the future of the universe like it wasn't just a standalone story you, you know coming from like the netflix ones like with the defenders or that was kind of a standalone series you know like it it felt like there was actually some consequence baked in here that i wasn't expecting heading in i thought it was just like okay they come together defeat this robot or whatever the fuck and then it's uh you know they move along and then we get back to the stories did you get the feeling that all of this was leading to something eventually. Do we feel like the movies kind of start building on each other a lot more now? Yeah, I think that had already started a bit. Right. Um, I think once they got through like the initial solo intros for all the characters, like the first Thor, even the second, um, I guess. But uh, yeah, I guess Guardians was pretty standalone too. Um, but I felt like Avengers 1 and Winter Soldier started to really build out the world and this is probably where i guess it really starts in earnest yeah i definitely think that <clears throat> uh for someone like jr who has no background of like the stories or the books or whatever um i it would make sense that this is the one where things start to kind of coalesce a bit um like thor even kind of allude well, when we get to when we talk more about the end thor you know kind of alludes to the fact that something's going on somewhere that's causing all this not if it, it, it hits them kind of for the first well maybe not for the first time but it seems that it hits them for the first time that this these aren't these aren't isolated incidents somebody's somebody's got a you know for lack of a better term the master puppeteer on the stage of fools and who's the who's the puppeteer because it's not they're not isolated anymore we'll get more to that at the end but i think for those that may not know the backstory this is the first movie where things start to kind of work together to where the 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 common story now goes from here rather than just being individual movies of their personal plots. This is the first one where we f do see that there's some common uh, thread that we're going to go to from here. But before that, I don't know if it was totally clear or not for uh, for those that may not have, who may not know the backstory. Yeah. And I will say being a fan at the time when the title of this film was announced, I, I think that was in like late 2012 or 2013. It was like, okay, the next Avengers movie, we're bringing back Joss Whedon. It's going to be called Avengers Age of Ultron. And a lot of people, as as I recall, were sort of like, huh? Because you very much expected after that Thanos tease and the mid credit scene of Avengers, like, we're going to be doing Thanos now. And it was like, oh, wait, uh, maybe we're saving him. We're doing Ultron, I guess. Well, Ultron's a big bad for the Avengers in the comics. Um, that could be pretty cool, but it seemed like a lot of people were taken aback by that, and especially with all the cosmic setup stuff taking place in Thor and Guardians. Like, we know what the Infinity Stones are, so to not have Thanos um, step up as kind of the big bad just yet was a little surprising, but when you realized, oh, wait, they're doing this kind of slow burn here of, mm -hmm. of getting all the stones, all the artifacts, all the plot machinations in place, we're holding off on him for that third movie. So 
going into this, um, I can tell you, I personally felt like it was just going to be sort of a, a middle chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily that I was disappointed or thought it would be a bad movie. It was just, I sort of had to temper my expectations because it's like, okay, this is not Thanos. Um, this is going to be that, you know, maybe um, building towards something else, uh, but may not be exactly the epic that people are kind of setting themselves up uh, for going in. So just like kind of like a mid-card type of villain and story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I think that's what it seemed like to me but without the background coming in. Yep. That's kind of what I was trying to say. <clears throat> that it seemed like it was just a kind of one-and-done plot, and then they'll go back and start building the other stuff. But to Scott's point, like I didn't <laughs> know there was like some the greater meaning even at the end where you know i guess we'll get there at the end but what he says in the credit scene it still didn't really fully register to me like that he had orchestrated some of this stuff you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i don't think that's super clear unless you kind of know know of him you know and it's not really um kind of blatantly stated until i think like infinity war <laughs> maybe that that is the case so yeah i could see yeah. some of that confusion but um we have all of our team back all of our heroes that we know and love by now um and then a couple of new characters um who are the newcomers on this one let's see we got uh, yeah joe joel and jose maximo yes the maximo (laughs) twins Yes. The Maximo <laughs> Spanish team. Yes. Uh Elizabeth Olsen and um what's his face? Aaron Stanford. Is that his name? I don't know. Okay. I just well, it that's out we'll just that's call about him. as much presence as he has in this Yeah. Movie. I mean everybody I think is, you know, Aaron got... Taylor Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Aaron right at least. Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh <laughs> I don't think people should have three names anymore. Anyway. Thank you, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think anybody, like, super cared for, like, his character. uh, But everybody had the WAP for Scarlet Witch. So, what did you think about the casting on this one, Tim? It was a lot. Mm. I mean, you have to introduce a a number of new characters here with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, also Paul Bettany. I like that Paul Bettany gets the upgrade. He's Me too. a voice actor that now is an actual, uh, although he doesn't quite resemble himself, uh, <laughs> it's still acting in the movie, which is really great. It is pretty cool. Vision. Yeah. Um, of course, you get uh, James Spader uh, behind Ultron, mm-hmm. which, uh, say what you will about the portrayal of Ultron in this, I I really loved his He's voice amazing. acting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've got uh, gosh, who plays uh, Claw from? Uh... Oh yeah, um, fucking Gollum. Uh... Yes. <laughs> Andy Circus. 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 Yes. Yes. Good job. We got that one. Yeah, we couldn't have Tim go for two. <laughs> exactly. You'd be fired after that. <laughs> Help me through the finish line there. Yeah. So we got a lot of newcomers here in this movie, and not to mention Hawkeye's uh, entire family. family. Yeah. Question mark. Who knew that that was a thing? But <laughs> there we go. Um, and it's it's one of those 
factors I think that contributes to this feeling like a pretty dense movie, mm-hmm. um, just plot wise. You know, you've got to, in some form or fashion, service all of these characters, but have them making meaningful contributions at the same time. Exactly. And I guess we'll talk about whether or not uh, they succeeded in that. Mm. You're, you're making me wonder about your stance on this movie as your you? comments unfold. So, uh, Any other thoughts about the new cast members? I love Ultra because he looks like he even moves like James Spader. Yes, I love that part. Yeah, it's a real... Did he look? He may have because it's it definitely... I don't know. It has a Robert California it from does. The Office vibes to me the way he walks and talks, but yes. it definitely even like you could, like you get lost in it a little bit, and it yes. feels like it's actually him. You know? Yeah, Feige confirms that. Spader's face and body were motion captured to create a whole performance. It's okay, amazing. yeah, it seemed like it. So it was Cyber California. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, he is one of the highlights of the movie for me, uh, unexpectedly. What do you think, Scott? Any thoughts on that? Oh, well, Jay Spader was tremendous. Uh, one of the high points of uh, of the movie. Because um, he's got that, like, smug voice that fits perfectly for what Ultron's agenda was. I don't think any... I, I can't think... I mean, there, I'm sure there are others, but his voice was perfect for what the agenda of the of Ultron's character was. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I like Paul Bettany. He didn't debut in this movie, right? Yeah, he did, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I like well, him. We heard his voice. Yeah. yeah, we heard his voice as Jarvis, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I was glad to see him as Vision now, finally. And I like Elizabeth Olsen a lot. So, um, and Tim's random dude as uh, Quicksilver, <laughs> um, Aaron George. Who knows? Some Aaron. Who knows? What it is. Um, <laughs> George. Um, <laughs> Aaron George. Um, yeah, no. The I think the additions are huge. I think they're huge because. Uh, um, you were getting to the point now where as the as this story really starts to balloon uh it was going to it was we were going to need more than the core 5 to to get this done so mm-hmm. uh exceptional choices here to for the for our heroes and an exceptional adversary and because it's so jam packed like they do a good job with them starting right away yes like they're in the middle of a fight in the woods and they're showing off a bunch of tech and enhancements that's occurred so we don't need like an explanation to show what we're in the moment. We're in the fight. They're geared up and they're back together. So it's like they kind of throw us right in the middle of it, which I thought was a good start, given how much they have to get to in this. It was a great start like that. They do like super comic booky things like in that mm-hmm. whole um, opening sequence from the banter, which I thought was really funny. Um, and uh, the CGI looked really good. And they had, like, these really pretty, like, widescreen, like, it looked like a portrait, you know, like Mm -hmm. a a panel on a comic book. Um, So it was really, really awesome. And um, everybody had some shine in that first big fight scene. Can I do something that will not dissuade your um, opinion on (laughs) or your fear about what I'm going to say about this Okay. No, but Okay. Yeah, okay, I'll say I'll say a bad thing and a good thing. How okay. about that? Um, You're allowed your opinion, of course, always, Tim. Well, you, you know, I'm so, shy to, I'm so very shy to share my opinion. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, I agree that I thought it was great to hit the ground running with that opening scene where 
we're going after Hydra. We're going to get the Loki staff back. We're also just kind of dealing with Hydra. And it does a really cool thing in establishing that they've been at this for a little while. Like, the team mm-hmm. has gotten back together. We're not beating around the bush doing the whole, oh, the Avengers. Get the gang back together thing. Yeah, that stupid shit they always do in sequels where they just repeat the same beats of the first movie. Not doing that. And it's just neat to know that these guys are a team and they've had a lot of missions that we haven't necessarily even seen. Um, I I just sort of like having that. It it just sort of builds the entire world and and the myth of these characters. How did Um, the staff get with Hydra, by the way? Remind me. I'm drawing a blank. Was that seen in one of the other movies? Well, S.H.I.E.L.D. confiscated it basically at the end of Avengers. Mm -hmm. Of course, S.H.I.E.L.D. turned out to be Hydra, basically. Mm -hmm. So... Shield being infiltrated by Hydra, oh, the right. yeah, okay. staff just ended up in their hands. So mm. we didn't really see that, but we did see at the end of uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, uh, uh, Baron Struck- Strucker with the staff and doing all these experiments, and that's okay. where he saw Vision, Scarlet Witch. So anyway, yeah, I like we're uh, hot out of the gate like that. Um, here's my minor. Uh, negative, okay? I really hate that shot of the team in slow motion where they're all, like, Why? jumping. It looks so bad. No, it, it doesn't. It's so fucking horrible. I like, like it. As, as soon as I saw that in the theater, I just went, oh, God. Like, it just... It just made, like, a bad first impression kind of thing. And I don't know... Like, it, it didn't, like, color my attitude towards the movie as a whole. It's just a bad shot. I just... I've always hated that slow-mo, like, everybody leaping. It just looks... I just don't think it's, like, You well don't think rendered. it looks like a comic book? I think... I know that's what they were going for. I just don't think it was executed very well. Like, I think the CGI is really, really rough in that hmm. shot. Maybe. And anytime you slow something down, um, I, I think it just sort of exposes all the cracks and that so hmm. it just did not work for me because I like the the big panoramic scan that they do of all the Avengers in action like at the climax of, like mm-hmm. that is like the scene of the movie right, right. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I agree with and that sure. like they, they tried to do that but it was sort of just distilled into this one like supposed action shot right money shot and it it really fell flat for me all right I, yeah, I, mean, I, I was fine with it. I, I thought it... It's just like this scene is set to serve as a reminder of who's where, what are they doing, they're mm-hmm. all together, here's the crew, whatever. Yeah, I'm fine with it too. All right. Well, um, there's a lot going on in this movie. A ton of um, plot and uh, location changes. It's it's It barrels ahead, really. There's not... For me, there's not a lot of, like slowdown in the movie um the hydra stuff is kind of whatever for me uh, i don't know how you guys feel about that but yeah yeah it's i mean it serves the purpose of giving us some cool fight scenes right yeah, out that's true like on the jump uh seeing everybody in action that's neat i mean it gives us baron strucker is like the hydra guy from the comics so that's a little nod to the fans he's just sort of as a putz here and that's okay. It's not his movie. Um, yeah, they're all stooging around. Like I've actually enjoyed the Germans kind of stooging uh, during all this. 
really far. <laughs> German student. All right. I and I also like that they get right to the twins to pay off the end of like the callback to Winter Soldier at the end where they showed them yeah. in a lap. Um, so we get that like right away established, which was good. Um, so they take care of these guys. They get the um the scepter or whatever back, and then they decide to go back to Avengers Tower and have a party. So I mean, by the way, I thought Tony retired. It's like the third time he's come out of retirement without us knowing about it. Iron Man three didn't happen. That (laughs) we don't we don't talk about Iron Man three. The first time he wasn't going to join the Avengers, and then he's in the Avengers. Now he's retired, and now he's not. Very uh, convoluted. Uh, That movie that that didn't happen. We he ripped his chest apart and retired (laughs) into the ocean. Now he's back. Drop all his suits, right? Yeah, he did. No, nah, not really. Paid more. <laughs> um, so I just feel like they just have a party after every mission. Is that oh, accurate? You? Yeah, I mean, fuck yeah. You got access to Tony Stark's fucking fuck. billion dollar billion? Uh, no, liquor cabinet. Yeah, yeah sure. Party it up. It just seemed like they had like this set group of like people that come over to party with them after they, you know, kick ass <laughs> in Slovakia or Sokovia or whatever it's. Oh. This country is. Everybody makes a fuss over. Anyway, um, at the party, they, they, well, we get a pretty awesome cameo from Stan Lee. I think one of the best. Yeah, um, getting blast. Getting drunk mm. off of some crazy shit that Thor had. <clears throat> That's dark and ale. <laughs> Any other um, highlights from the party scene before the shit explodes? Uh, there were a cool, a uh, couple bits. I don't remember if it was before the party or after, though. Like, I, that was kind of cool. They've showed that they've learned to control Hulk. Like, I think that was kind of during the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tasha yeah. kind of figured it out the, the key to calm him down a little bit or rev him up. So that, that was a interesting touch in between that we haven't seen. And then also, um, the uh, Jarvis is my co-pilot sticker is, is wonderful. Yes. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like Rhodey's joke falling flat. Yes. The, uh, the the A-listers, but then getting over with like the, the yeah, yeah, that was good. Mm. That's pretty good. Um, it's just cool to see the characters interacting like this mm-hmm. in this kind of environment. Um, well, feels... I feel like it could really be them. Like they were just having yeah. a post-production mm-hmm. party or whatever. Yeah. So it's just sort of fun to immerse yourself in that. Um, I, I like uh, Natasha tending bar and mm-hmm. flirting with Banner. Like I know some people are not thrilled with that little romance, that subplot that they get, but I kind of like them. I think the two yeah. actors have good chemistry. Um, I, I mean, it's not like it's denying us some great love that these two characters had in the comics or anything. It's, I mean, I know it's not something they do in the comics but i don't care i like this sort of yeah. unique take on the two of them well and they teased it a little bit with her and tony early obviously that was nothing but then they also teased her and cap so it was yeah. like kind of you know you wonder like okay where's this gonna go and then ends up with banner i also like seeing tony and banner working in the lab together it's kind of like yes. a cool super science team in the, yeah. in the lab working yeah. on shit they totally nerd out too when they get together you know yeah it's mm. cool uh, they kind of like feed off each other um so Tony has uh, Jarvis analyzing the, the scepter and the gem within, which we find out is the Mind Stone. 
and um, so they kind of collude and decide, hey, we're going to make a, um, we're going to use this artificial intelligence that they found and um, put it on Stark's Ultron global defense system that he's been working on because he got fucked up when he went in the wormhole in the first movie and now he's obsessed with global protection um which i can't blame him uh, i i've never doubted any of tony's stances since he got woke so um i i like their plan but them deciding on it secretly is a problem Right. Bit, yeah, but it, it sort of seems true to their characters also. Like, right. this is something that we're going to talk about because we're the only two that will even understand at a conceptual level mm-hmm. um, just the theory involved here. Uh, it's just an idea. It's not something we've actually put into motion yet, so we're not going to disclose that to anyone else. It's Right now, it's, it's just in the not even in the design phase. Mm. Uh, so that's where you see Banner get a little bit nervous because Tony like wants to jump on this right away. Uh, you know, Tony being Tony, he's like, well, it's a great idea. What could go wrong? Suit of armor around the world. And it's like, whoa, I think we're skipping a few steps here, but I do did feel like it was true to them and I enjoy their interactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that too. Well, I agree with the interaction part. I, I they're, they are like the two. Because they like, I think they, I think they take, take. Uh, I feel like they always took pride in the fact that they could talk over everybody else's head, like they were the only two. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get more into the. Uh, I mean, they. I just don't find the. I, I think the whole situation made no sense. But, um, yeah, we'll get into that part. But the the part about them like kind of working together like secretively because they think they're the smartest kids in the room fits the two of them perfectly. Well, what do you mean? What what part do you have a problem with? I don't. I like you said. I I don't know why they. I well, like you know why they why they hit it because they knew Steve wouldn't go for it. That's why they hit it. Mm-hmm. Well, they hit it because Steve wouldn't go for it. And as we see, Steve was right because mm-hmm. it fucked up. <laughs> well, it's one of those things that a lot of these movies do. I feel like where something gets way escalated and blown sky high because people won't sit down and just like have a conversation right Um, right it Mm -hmm. doesn't really lend itself to a real cinematic (laughs) type of experience oh absolutely so yeah i mean on the one hand i'm a little bit forgiving of that but i totally see your point too that this really all could have been avoided and a lot of it does feel i'll put it this way that one of the conflicts within this movie is we're going to tear the Avengers apart from within, right? Mm -hmm. And it almost feels like, I might as well just go ahead and say it, a worse version of what Civil War is ultimately going to do. Like watching it. At the time, I certainly wasn't thinking that way, not even knowing Civil War was going to be what it ultimately became. Mm -hmm. Um, But watching it back, I was sort of like, hmm, this feels like, I don't know, a little bit forced. And, uh, I, I mean, I get why they do it. Um, it. It sort of bookends that theme of the first Avengers are going to get the band together, and this is about breaking them apart. You know, so there's sort of that symmetry there. But I don't know. It, uh, it, it felt a bit contrived. 
um, to my liking. Again, not the worst thing in the world. It's just, I feel like that could have been handled better. Does anybody else agree with that? Oh, I agree. It definitely should have been handled better. Yeah, I mean, but what ties them together is, like, besides their abilities and and the one Avengers, like, they haven't really all come to... Like, I get why maybe there's still a level of, like, I don't want to say distrust, but kind of, like, we know what's best in this situation. Um, like, there hasn't really been established yet that they have to work as a team, right? I think they eventually get there. Uh, but they're all alpha dogs with the egos and all this other shit. So, like, to me, it's it's kind of understandable that kind of they operate in silos and they're not fully on board with each other yet. I mean, and he, he doesn't need Cap's permission, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, now, I think what he learns is... It's his yeah, maybe shit. what he learns is he should value his, uh, his take, you know? But Yeah. But, you know, this is like a fun... Their, their fundamental, like, difference in, in their relationship. How they yeah. are as people. And I think it's very important and especially in the movies to come because their relationship is one of the most important in the MCU um, mm-hmm. for me. So I, I just thought I really, really, really loved all the character stuff in this movie. Like I think some of the action scenes are really great. And like, we'll talk about one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing, but um, the, the acting and the connections in this movie is really good for me too. Oh yeah, top-notch performances, definitely. I have mm-hmm. no complaints about any of the actors in this. Like everybody really nailed it. Like they get these characters and really embody the characters in a way that um, they have like so come into their own now. All right, so they're kind of like post-gaming their own party. They're just hanging out mm-hmm. with just a couple of people, and. They do the really cool scene where uh, they go around and try to pick up Thor's hammer, which I really, mm. really, really love that scene. And hmm. um, I do too. Uh, I love when um, Cap, like, just tiny little bit, um, shakes the hammer as he tries to pick it up, and <laughs> Thor's face was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> the look. <laughs> and then he was so relieved when he couldn't pick it back up. So anyway, that was great stuff before this, everything goes to shit because Ultron has um, infiltrated Jarvis, fucked him all up. Um, he he just takes over uh, everything and he pretty much just puts all this together and goes ah, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be doing any of the shit that I was built for. Um, he uh, has delusions of grandeur and um, escape. Well, he get he downloads into one of the the bots or whatever that Tony has laying around and uh, confronts them in it and has a pretty great opening promo um, where he is still confused. He doesn't really know what's happening. He's putting it together um, what he is and what he's been made for and who made him. Um, So he confronts the whole group and just basically tears them to shreds with uh, an amazing performance. Uh-huh. Well, and he kind of, um, he kind of is doing what he was programmed to do, right? It's just that he he views it a different way, right? Right to um, get rid of he, the Avengers, essentially. Well, and everyone, right? I mean, he wants yeah. to. His he thinks his goal is to protect the Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Planet, and he thinks to do that, he has to destroy everyone on it because they're ruining the planet. Basically, he just kind of goes one step further, like so. He's still kind of, 
executing on Tony's mission. He's just doing it in a not the, not the way that they expected him to. Which I mean, is it actually a pretty Tony thing in and of itself too? So right. yeah, uh, Ultron has a lot of Tony qualities. It's just yeah, like Tony on steroids, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. He kind of talks like Tony. Yeah. Um, has the intelligence of Tony, and then some, but mm-hmm. arrogant, just completely unconscionable. Just no mm-hmm. moral boundaries, or even really under, not even an understanding of morality. Just is you know, completely warped by this intelligence, I guess, within the the Mind Stone. Which is cool. Like, all of that is, like, just cool. This whole science meeting, like, mysticism, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this, this whole concept for me is awesome. Like, I love the idea of, uh, of Ultron, the, the virus, basically. Um, just literally evolving, you know, and creating his own self. Like, it's a pretty amazing uh, idea. Um, but... I like that it took something more than just Tony being the super genius who invents AI. Oh, oh no, wait, it's evil. Like, it, there was more, <laughs> a lot more to that involved, right? Right, like, yes. Yeah, he could only get, he could get so far with this, but it, it took this kind of otherworldly malevolence of mm-hmm. something way beyond his understanding of anyone's understanding. It's, like you said, almost this mystical element blending with his uh, technology that really made this whole thing go tits up. I, th- I think that's a problem. That, that I have to say, though, that I have a problem. That's one of the things I have a problem with, though. Yeah. I feel like I feel like everything has a reason. There's something behind every event that has taken place uh so far in the whole series every bad guy has been created because of something whether it's you know a a, a certain being's malevolence or it's as we'll see with thanos his amoral compass or immoral depending on your point of view this makes this is just so unavengers or so un mcu like where ultron is created or he becomes sentient just for the shits like, all of a sudden, we see, like, lights move within the thing, and all of a sudden, he's a bad guy. Like, I, I don't get that. If Tony's yeah. a fucking genius, and everybody's a genius, and they have everything, and they have, they've have they dotted their I's and crossed their T's, and then all of a sudden, he just becomes a bad guy? Like, all of a sudden, some shit flies through the system, and bingo, he's, like, a sentient murderer? Well, to him, no, no he's sense. not a sentient murderer. He's not trying to, like, like, he's been programmed to protect the Earth, and he takes a minute... And scans everything there is to know about everything, right? He scans the entire internet, sees that these Avengers are dangerous in a way, and that mankind is dangerous, and that they're the ones destroying the planet. And he feels like he has to wipe everyone out in order to protect the planet. Like, and right, the best villains or heels are ones that can justify their actions. And I think his act, he is justifying his actions, at least early on, is that mm-hmm. I'm going to save the planet by destroying everyone that's ruining it. So become power hungry eventually as he learns more and more. Yeah, I think so. But I think his goal initially is just to do what he was aimed to do. Like I don't think he's just all of a sudden like a supervillain. Mm-hmm. No, but my point is, if 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 Tony has built this program to be a defense, um, something obviously warped it or there are no safe skewed ones, it. Clearly. 
yeah, it was the it was it was within the gym. It was incredibly violent. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. And that's I can I think ultimately the maybe the problem is that this happens because of an accident. Like this is not some villain with a clear agenda motivation coming to Earth or targeting the Avengers or something. This is something that was created. Um, basically, it's you know Tony's responsibility. Um, I don't want to say it's his fault in some way, in some ways it is, but you know he kind of unleashed this thing, and we don't have a movie if not for that happy accident so to speak right? Well, yeah, right he created something he didn't fully understand right I and mean, that's the biggest issue yeah. and, and they got lazy with it and just you know they got a little cocky coming off the big win right so right. and they kind of figured they were going to fuck around and do this and they weren't prepared for the ramifications of creating ai that was smart enough to you know take this i leap. guess my i guess my point is at this stage of the story should they not be lazy and fucking around if this was the first Avengers movie, I could see that because they all didn't, you know, particularly Tony wasn't quite sure what the fuck to do and how the um, immediacy of the problems were. But now we're in a second phase. Um, but there is no problem ahead of them. Like, they just defeated what they thought was the issue. They got the thing back. The party ended up like. They yeah, but my point is, but, but, like, now what's next? Well, let's create this defense so we don't have to keep going out there and doing this shit like. That's it's, it's not that they're lazy, but they're a little cocky about it because it's like we have the super team, we're unbeatable, we're gonna we're gonna do this um, with our free time now, and then we don't have to be in, involved in this shit anymore because we'll build this all-knowing system, defense system. And that's pretty much, and that's all right. Well, I'm gonna take your reasoning then, and it circumvents why, and we talked about this a minute ago, why Tony and and uh, Bruce kept it to themselves because they knew not everybody would go with this idea of, well, guys, we did what we had to do. Let's just let the computer run everything now. You knew that. And, oh, yeah, and, because not everyone's going to trust that, that. Yeah. So it's just, I, I guess the way it was executed in the movie, it just seemed like it came out of nowhere. And if it's the stone, I don't know. I felt it wasn't. No, doesn't made. he read the, he says it. He's got, like, access to every fucking database and internet and everything else in the world. And he's, like, he's processing it all at, like, a rapid pace. He, they show him, like, growing, right? He's kind of mm-hmm. takes him, like Jenny said, that you see him almost getting there in his promo. And then all of a sudden he's like, realize this shit. I know everything about everything. Yeah. My it's a gradual, is... a gradual realization for him that seems quick to us. But right. for him, you know, it should have been, like, you know, that. But it took him a minute to process all of the internet. My takeaway is this could not have happened through Tony's project ultron alone could not have happened with the mind stone alone but the two combined is right is what said everything and they clearly don't understand the mind stone right i mean that's a big they part don't, they don't they have no clue what the infinity stones are they don't know the power of it it's just some stupid thing that made the scepter glow to them you know so it's like yeah you know they're, they're he's not realizing what he's doing as he's doing it so it's not that he's lazy he just doesn't he's in over his head without realizing it I don't think they anticipated it being sentient either. I mean, I think it was just going to be like right. a computer that and, – and where does that come from then? Where does the sent, the sentient – The mind stone. Yeah. The, the mind stone, that, yeah. yeah. The, 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 I think they realized when they looked at – they examined the mind stone, it appeared to be a brain. It appeared to be like thinking. thinking. 
Right. But they kind of fucked around, right? They didn't yeah. before they really understood. Well, what's it thinking about? Yeah. <laughs> what's it? Mm. What's it? Does it have coherent thoughts? Like they just sort of said, "Oh, AI, yeah, let's throw that into uh, into Jarvis, and you know, off to the races." Now it's uh, this is this is Ultron. There is a carelessness that maybe um, you would expect more from Tony at this point. Yes, I, I can see that. That's my criticism. Point. I will say that I I did like the scene of Thor taking Tony to task for this, yes. where he's about to rip his head off, uh, because Thor knows a bit not not a ton himself, but a bit more about uh, these Infinity Stones than any of his teammates. Right. So mm-hmm. that was yeah. that was yeah right. Cool. He should have consulted him. I don't think it's against Tony's grain though. Like I don't think he should know better. This has always been his style, right? I was he's gonna say kinda, that too. He thinks he knows the mm-hmm. most, and he doesn't sometimes think shit through and he acts before you know and that's that's always been his yeah. demo so i think it's right in line with his character should know better so um they have a fight there at the tower it's a pretty great fight and um ultron dips out via the internet again <laughs> just zips his whole personality um back over to slovakia and uh to the um, sokovia sokovia to the <laughs> <laughs> to the place that they just fucking took down because um, there's a oh yeah there's an army of robot drones there so uh, he kills Strucker and then he takes the twins the Maximoff twins and uh, the Maximoffs yes. so he's really like Amazing Red with the Maximoffs he is Amazing yes, Red yeah. he's Amazing Aww. Red and more plum tree so they had their own pitiful backstory and that um, their town was like bombed or whatever and it ended up being Stark uh, technology and then one of the bombs was a dud and then they had to sit there for two days and wait to be rescued and wait to die basically wait wait for Tony Stark to kill them um, pretty emotional scene or whatever what I like about this scene is Ultron because mm. he they're, he's letting them explain like their story they tell the whole story like literally just like I did and then he's looking at their faces as they're talking he's like nodding he's like James Spadering it up like and mm. it, it's awesome and I mean it's nothing but it looks amazing to me and then he's just like okay y'all are with me <laughs> we all hate Tony Stark so uh, let's let's make some drones and, and burn this motherfucker down and, but they're they're um talents are useful to him because she what she do warps reality and like well, gets, one of them is useful right the other guy can run and get coffee and yeah shit quick. yeah he can mm. do that real quick and so what else does she do she does like um mind control to a point not even so much control as it is just puts weird shit in yeah. your head yeah or unlocks weird shit in your head maybe fucks it's you up not really clear but it's whatever you know they must have been awfully upset um, about their absentee father, Magneto. <laughs> I was waiting you know, for Magneto. <laughs> off doing X-Men movies and whatnot. Um, yeah. So While they're left to die in Slovakia. I know, right? Well, controls metal. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Leaving your kids in front of a bomb. <laughs> Get it together, dude. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yes, we bring them into the plot proper and this is where i start to feel like almost this movie has you know too many mouths to feed in a way it's it's almost that iron man 2 syndrome where it's 
pretty ambitious. It's setting a lot of wheels in motion. And a lot of these little stories that are converging almost feel like they could be their own movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you think of an Avengers Ultron movie. Like, that's... The plot of the movie is Avengers are going to fight robots and Ultron's going to be a fun genocidal nightmare and there's going to be big explosions and we get that ultimately but sort of the meat of this movie is Wanda manipulating the team and making them doubt themselves and kind of come come apart um, psychologically and that almost feels like it doesn't belong in this movie Um, I do think it works for what they do it's just sort of like that's an interesting choice it almost feels like you can almost feel kind of the studio pressure in a way like maybe well, I think part of it it's kind of like the old uh dirty F invasion issue right where there's probably things they could have taken their time with and explained mm-hmm. but i think that like you said the pressure to turn like how many movies are you going to do with all this yeah. stuff so i think the pressure to make these huge blockbusters with the avengers and a million that like they need to progress the story. They need to in- in- introduce these characters for future use. Mm-hmm. But can you really do a whole standalone movie on the twins? So it's like, all right, well, where else do you right. work them in? And they start mm-hmm. using, you know, we talked about this a little bit, Winter Soldier. They start using Captain America's movies to do this stuff because I don't know if they just didn't feel like they had stories or because he's so tied into the heart of the Avengers. They figured they'd use him. You know, his movies end up almost being Avenger 2, right? Or Avenger Junior movies. So I just think they had so much to do. But it does end up having collateral damage for some of these characters. Like, I, you know, you read some of those complaints, like a guy like Quote Silver or others that end up just becoming throwaways. Could they have been more, utilized more um, in, in, you know, the stories in the universe? Right. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Scott? Um, well, I, I think that um, maybe it's the actors. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen is very compelling. Whereas Tim couldn't even remember the fucking guy's name that played Quicksilver. So, does, so I mean, that pretty much answers that question. Aaron Stanfield, yes. Yeah, Aaron, St- Aaron Stanfield, George. Or um, they just no, needed uh, somebody to fucking die, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah you, need, you need some, uh, you, need some you know, Star Trek fans. You need some red shirts, you know? Exactly. Um, no, I mean, it's fine. I, I think um, I, I like JR's point about coalescing into the, you know, into, into the team here and, and what he says about Cap and – the heart of the team. But I, I think that, uh, you know, bringing them on um, definitely helped because, yeah, you do need some bodies to take a hit because, again, like we said earlier, you really can't have the big five without – you're not going to knock any of them off, at least not yet anyway. But, uh, um, yeah, no, I thought I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine to have some – to have that there. Plus, I mean, I kind of joked about it, but there already is, like, a better version of Quicksilver and other right. movies. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, True. here's the guy who just runs fast, right. who is now going to be, like, an Avenger. And, uh, yeah, I, I think they kind of got beat to the punch there <laughs> um, <laughs> with that character in some ways. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's I mean, I had no issue with him just sort of be a dispatch like that i was like uh whatever um 
But yeah, I mean, there's there's just a lot of spinning plates with this movie. We've also got we've got to establish Wakanda, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we've got to get over what vibranium is. And right. I was kind of like, and I was like, oh, that's what Wakanda because I didn't really know. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right. sort of a good intro to set the world up before we get to Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, just out of the show. One other point on Quicksilver, though. Like his death actually is pretty important, right? Because it it starts Wanda down the road of being able to soup up her powers via anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we see it again later in another movie, right, where um, mm-hmm. she's broken by something else, and that brings her like power to even the next level. Mm-hmm. So I think like his yep. death actually serves. He's more than just a, a foot soldier dying. Like he, his death actually serves a bigger purpose to motivate her even mm-hmm. further to hone her craft and become like. You know, you could argue, I mean, the most powerful of everyone. That's male. true. Yeah. It's, it just sucks that he sucked so bad, you know, that we, yeah. we didn't care about his death. She right. was the only one who cared about his death. <laughs> Is it the blonde hair with the black beard? Is that what did it for you? That uh, yeah, that's not a great look. Not a great look. The Hollywood look. No. I don't know. The, his, his um like, Quicksilver scenes or whatever were not... Impressive. Is it the sweater. 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 Anyway, really doesn't look anything like he's not even remotely comics accurate no. either. Like in terms of his appearance, he looks like more is... like Quill than anybody else. Yeah, yeah, he kind of does. Um, speaking of useless, um, Hawkeye's family shows up in this too. <laughs> I love Oh, so okay. Before Hawkeye's family, they um, we get the big fight. The fight. So they they go to Wakanda um, to meet Gollum, Ulysses Claw, uh, to his arm chopped off. Yes, I love that. that scene to get the vibranium. Um, Ultron just wires him billions of dollars for all the vibranium, and then chops his fucking arm off. And uh, it was wonderful. I love that fight scene there. It was kind of like in an enclosed space. They were kind of in some factory or something. So, yeah, um, yeah, a little bit claustrophobic of a scene, but really good, like, um, building fight. Any other thoughts about any of that stuff? No, so Tony, who shows up there? Is it the whole of it? Like, some some members show up there, right? And that's the fight you're talking about. Yeah, it's uh, Tony and Thor, Cap. Scarlet Witch, I mean... Um, yeah, well, they keep Black, um, Black Banner Black. in reserve yeah. on the Quinjet, but everybody else is on hand for that. And this is where Scarlet Witch kind of does her thing, right? Right, yeah, yeah. she, she starts... manipulates them to basically pause them. And yeah, so Thor sees his shit, and mm-hmm. Thor sees, like, the future, right? Like a disaster future scene. Yeah, they're all kept sort of vague, because um, yeah. we don't want to give away... <laughs> future movies yeah. um but and i think that was frustrating to people at the time but in looking back on these scenes you're sort of going hey they did a nice job of foreshadowing here mm-hmm. like all this stuff really does yep. pay off um maybe not exactly in terms of the details but i mean they're supposed to be nightmare visions it's whatever right. it's not right. line up exactly uh, that was another thing that struck me while I was watching this again today is that hopefully if people are doing the same thing that we're doing, maybe like watching all the movies again, if they have a lower opinion of this, maybe if they think about the whole storyline, mm-hmm. maybe they'll have a greater appreciation for it, but maybe not. We'll see, Tim. How did you feel about the CGI in this 
scene, this fight scene. Oh, it's perfectly fine with it in this. Um, I, really, it's just that opening scene where mm-hmm. it, like, left bad taste in mouth. That, that <laughs> kind of one shot. And it, it felt like it was a little awkward in places, a little bit um, hard to follow, which is one of my, like, pet peeves about action movies. Oh, gotcha. But I didn't think it was as bad in, in this scene, which probably that claustrophobic nature that you mentioned um, contributed to that. Like, it, I think it's pretty easy to follow what's going on here for the most part. Um, but, yeah, it, it really, like, Wanda does a number on mm-hmm. just about all of them, except for the useless Hawkeye, right? So Yes. We have to get him over somehow. So he's he's the one guy who doesn't get fucked up by her. He gets the drop on her, and um, everybody's in a bad way, and we get one of your very favorite scenes, right, Jenny? Which one? Well, she gets to Banner last. Um, we don't know exactly what Banner saw, but we know he has hulked out, mm-hmm. and he's on a rampage. Oh, yes. So, he goes... murders the city. Yes, this... Um... <laughs> It, really nice flow to this too because they 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 have these like you said these psychological attacks in the middle of this fight scene um mm-hmm. so it kind of breaks that up and then um then we would just kind of move right on out to the hulk just wrecking everything in the city mm-hmm. uh, and that was confusing at first like right. i even had it in my notes like why yeah. like did they mind control like it took a minute to kind of piece together that she just set him off with whatever she put in his head. Mm-hmm. Felt like a scene was missing, right? Yeah, it felt like it. It felt like we kind of missed why all of a sudden he's just stroking out on the fucking town and destroying it. <laughs> all stroke. <laughs> but this this all sets up like a really awesome action scene where um, Tony is going after him to try to stop him. He calls in Veronica, which is uh, is Veronica the suit or is it the the, I think it's the AI behind the, the it's just the name of the the program. The program. So he, I took it as a play on Betty because Hulk is in love with a Betty. So this is Veronica. Ver- uh, exactly. So smart. So <laughs> it 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 like kind of swoops down on him and kind of like um, encases him in the little yeah. thingy, but he escapes from that. Really awesome. He just shakes like the entire ground. I mean, he is just molten fucking going crazy and then tony unveils the hulkbuster iron man suit and it is like holy shit it is like davy boy smith of versus the iron man yes iron man suits. <laughs> it's, it's, i, I it did think um, nelson suit most <laughs> worst iron man ever yeah, hulk was hulk was good in the first avengers but i thought this was like his breakout scene mm-hmm. um to show because we talked about the first hulk movie and what it was lacking there and, and some of the fight stuff. You know, it was, it was fine. First one, like, they're kind of reestablishing them now. It's, it's not Ed Norton anymore, so you're getting used to it. I thought this was, like, the first time we could see, oh, okay, Hulk could be awesome in this setting, and here's how they're going to do it mm-hmm. uh, without it seeming over the top. Like we talked about, they kind of shrunk him down a little bit, so he's not mm-hmm. as massive mm-hmm. and bigger than everyone else. Um, but they did it in such a way with, with the CGI and the way they execute the fight that – I thought it was like a. It was kind of the scene where like Hulk settles in now. It's like okay, mm-hmm. this is what mm-hmm. it could be, and he could be great in this world right now. Right. 
I mean, he still struggles a lot. Like, especially, you know, it still takes the lullaby or whatever it takes to get right. him um, out of the, the movie. He's not, not in the movie, but right. the world. He could he could exist now as a enjoyable character. Right. right. Versus, like, before I felt like he was kind of shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just thought this was, like, the first great scene we've seen of him. That's all. Oh, it's it's like one of my favorite. Like the whole the whole sequence is really awesome. Um, what do you guys think about the Hulkbuster suit? It's pretty cool. Uh, very cool. Yeah. Very. It, it's all. It also feels like one of those. All right, we got to do a. I don't know. How, I don't care how we get there, but we got to do an Iron Man Hulk fight. Yeah. Because we did Hulk and Thor mm-hmm. in Avengers one. We did Thor and Iron Man mm-hmm. in Avengers one. So the one that's sort of left on the table big guns you want to see iron man and hulk eh, keep that in your back pocket for the sequel um so it, it's kind of a very fan servicey thing but in a way that i'm certainly not complaining about because it it sure does deliver like that that whole sequence gets over does a great job getting across how monstrous and terrifying the Hulk is. Mm-hmm. And like the, right, yeah, you almost get mm-hmm. lulled into not realizing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he's gotten it. used to him just being having like some utility to the team, like he's not totally under control, but you can point him in the right direction. And here, where he's just loses it on an absolute rampage, and in a civilian, like, setting is like, oh god, this is the worst, worst case scenario here. Okay, right, and then... it causes problems for them too. It's like this, like this is another big scene where it seems like it's just throw a fight scene, maybe just to show off the CGI and Hulk. But right, it ends up causing big issues because now they're, they're like, all... "Well, look, you can't control this freaking guy. You guys are all out of control. You just yeah. destroyed a town for no reason." Yeah, this is absolutely unacceptable. Uh, also, I feel like this is a good reminder that Tony does have good ideas, that he's even developed something to help control Hulk, even though, he, I mean, it. there's a lot of collateral damage, but in the end, like, this is one of the only things that is capable of stopping him. So Tony's foresight does have good consequences, um, just yep. not every time. <laughs> Um, but I, I love that. I, amazing, amazing when, like, right towards the end of the fight, this giant building. He's like, okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to pile drive this fucker through this entire building. And he's <laughs> like, how quick can we buy this building? And two seconds later, he's driving in through all the floors, and the, it's just <laughs> demol. I mean, amazing scene. People are running, screaming, and uh, Hulk is finally put down but good lord i i was never expecting anything like this you know i was already loving the movie um and this just took it completely next level for me i think it's a clean win for iron man too yeah like it sounds stupid but i mean he really does beat the hulk mm-hmm. like it's there's he no does. shenanigans there's there's no like oh he had to get him to calm down like no he just whips his ass right when he's punching and, him he's like go to sleep go to sleep go to sleep uh-huh yeah <laughs> Like it's through sheer brute force he manages to beat the Hulk, which it was like it was a similar fight to me and my roommate Terry junior year when he was really <laughs> hammered and got to a brawl with our other roommate and I was punching him in the head to calm him down to remind him, you know, <laughs> did it work? Go to sleep. It's Go to sleep. Just exactly like that. And... Uh, Adam Mario's involved and he's kind of like the Hulk size. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and there was a lot of close calls with um, civilians in this too. So oh, yeah. like. Uh, all that stuff gets ramped up. Like Tony barely saves his people in the elevator at one point, and 
a um, lot of people just like in harm's way. Um, so they're kind of forced to go on the run. Where where the hell are they going to go? Ultron's everywhere. Um, Upstate New York. So let's go meet Hawkeye's secret family, I guess, because this yeah. is a thing. Um, I say that, but I, I didn't hate any of this stuff because I felt like we needed some um, a breather from everything that we've been through. And yeah. um, they need a place to regroup and think about what's going to go down. Um, and then you get the swerve with meeting Clint's family. Was anybody surprised by this? I just kept waiting. And I don't know. I mean, this is just a Jeremy Redder thing more than a Hawkeye thing. He always seems on the verge of, like, being up to something. I don't know if it's just his facial expressions <laughs> yeah. or the way he talks. Oh. Like, he always seems like he's up to no good or you're waiting for the heel turn. Like, he's always, like, I don't know if it's just the way he looks at people like where it seems smirk. like he's, like, Nah, it just seems like he's always, yeah, he's, like, ready to turn at any moment. And I've thought that in every time he's been in the movie so far. It's like, I keep thinking he's going to be the guy that turns. Like, it seemed that way for sure in Avengers 1 to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and again here, it's like, during this fight, they just keep waiting for him to turn and just, like, shoot that fucking arrow right through the fucking Really? I never, I mean... No, if you watch it again, I don't know. To me, it just seems like... I think it's just his face and the way he's, yeah. like, very sensitive. Always seems like he's just yeah, like the it's guy like, that's kind of prepping for the turn. <laughs> in my head, like about. intellectually, I I know that that's not going to happen. But <laughs> there's a part of me that because of the body language, you're right, sort of is distrustful and I don't know apprehensive towards him. And, and I think that is like a Jeremy Renner sort of thing. <laughs> I, it is I think he like may have. Explain. Does... <laughs> yes, I think you explained my issue with with MCU Hawkeye. <laughs> you don't <laughs> trust his face. You just... No, he's not trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, he always seems like he's up to something. Amazing. Wow. Um. So uh, Linda Cardellini is his wife, who I love her. Uh, yeah. Um, so that was Me that too. was a pleasant surprise. Um. His his kids didn't get hardly any screen time, so that was even better. Um. Nobody cares we do get her. Black Widow's story here a little bit too, her yes. backstory, which is good because she's of... had no depth really before mm-hmm. like this. It's always been a lot of just this is who she is, a trained assassin basically. She and um, Bruce have the like, are we or are we not going to do this? You know, conversation finally. I think um, they both kind of acknowledge the flirtation, and um, she just pretty much says like, look, if you say go, we'll go, we'll run away, and. Um, she confesses things that were done to her. She was left sterile. Um, she can't have kids and, um, you know, the effect that that's had on her. Um, he says he can't offer her anything. So what, you know, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? There's nowhere to go really. So, um, it's sad, you know, um, because they both have great points, but you do want to see them together. You don't want to have radioactive Hulk babies anyway. Uh, play how the zucchini though. I mean, can they at least do that? What's wrong with Hulk babies? Mm, well, come on, I, you, says somebody with no uterus. Come on, Hulk baby. Yeah, you want they... that thing inside you? Mm-mm. All that radiation can't be good for you. Um, <laughs> there's a Spider-Man comic that answered that question uh, <laughs> quite disgustingly. Uh, so, yeah, this was one of those scenes that I think some of her some of uh, Natasha's dialogue got 
blown a little bit out of proportion in, in reactions to this movie and this scene in particular. Um, I don't want to go into the whole thing, but like clearly she is um, doesn't have a lot of self-esteem, right? Mm-hmm. Because of things that were done to her in her past um, that she feels quite badly about now. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that's um, in any way inappropriate, but I think some of the specifics of the dialogue and lines that she had were turned into something that they weren't really meant to be um, and taken out of context. But I kind of like the scene between them. I don't know that I really care about Hawkeye's wife and family. Like, mm-hmm. again, feels like something maybe would be better served in a different movie. Um but let's face it, nobody wants a Hawkeye movie. Uh, and I think that this is one of those things Joss Whedon actually talked about having to sort of fight the student. Like, he wanted more scenes down on the farm, basically, mm-hmm. with the Hawkeye and the wife and kids and didn't want to do a lot of the other things. And I'm sorry, but sometimes studio notes can be a good thing. <laughs> like... Yeah, I mean, like, I'm good. I was like, I'm not really on board with all this in this movie. I was glad for the downtime and, you know, the the conversations that happened on the forum. But, yeah, once they dip out, I'm like, yes, okay, time to leave now. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts yeah. about farm life? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we've probably covered it. It was, it was pretty good. Um, and, and you get the backstory for Widow, like I mentioned. You get a Nick Fury appearance here at the uh, farmhouse also, mm-hmm. which, okay. Reminded. Yeah, and it was good to bring them back together, right? They kind of uh-huh. were fractured a bit. They've been bickering, and this is like the retreat that they kind of pull it together to go in this menace. <laughs> the, mm. the Avengers retreat? Yeah, it was kind of like that. You know, yeah, it was pretty much. That reset. Yeah. They you got some Zaxby's and hung out at the pool and just yes. had a real yep. good time. Yep. Um, So they got to come up with a plan. So they find out that Ultron has been... Um, trying to get nuclear launch codes um, and Tony is uh, kind of surprised that he doesn't already have those because he hacked the NSA or some shit when he was in high school some braggy comment that he makes some braggy, some humble brag comment. yeah some humble brag shit um, and then they kind of explain that away which I thought that was kind of weird because I mean I feel like launch codes he should be able to get but I don't know Okay, so they leave and go... They got a soul, right? Soul, yes, because um, Ultron has kind of another plot element that we didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a huge deal, but like that um, that doctor chick has... Um, mm-hmm. Helen Cho has used like a synthetic tissue technology. Um, she has like a... She creates tissue or whatever. She fixed Hawkeye when he got injured in that first fight. Yeah, he got mm-hmm. yeah hurt early on. So, before, he turned heel, before the heel turn. Before the heel turn. And so yeah. Ultron, you know, he wants, I think he's, he's just quickly evolving, right? And mm-hmm. so he wants to use the technology, the vibranium, and then the Mind Stone um, to create himself a body. Which I, you know, it's of the things that I like. Like, I really do think... I really love his thought processes, his, like, self... 
guided evolution. Mm-hmm. He's decided, you know, what he's going to become and, and, and put it all together. Just no bullshit, right? He just goes there and gets it, you know. Um, yep. Possesses I her. love too, his, um, I, I like his little quirk of how angry he gets and then quickly apologizes. Like, yes. that's such a, and Spader's so good at it with the quick turn. Yeah. Where he just like loses his fucking mind, his anger problem, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that." <laughs> like, I, I I love that trope. He's he's sort of going through the motions of human behavior. Like he right, right. he doesn't really mm-hmm. get it. None of this comes naturally to him, and it's all just very performative. Yeah. But you no, know, he get he is possessed of emotions, even though he doesn't really understand them. How do you feel about a robot with emotions, Tim? Well, they established that he is self-aware and i feel like self-awareness and artificial intelligence kind of begets emotions like i don't know how huh, you sort of have deep. one without the I other actually in a way. like that very well said look at data from from star trek right his whole thing was oh i want to understand human behavior and mm-hmm. emotions and everything and like not realizing that he kind of does possess emotions mm-hmm. just not in the way that humans express well it was them. in a chip well, even before, later on, but even before the chip, right. like he, I mean, the original robot with emotions was in Rocky Four. Um, <laughs> yeah, Paulie. you're the greatest, Polly. Polly's are <laughs> Yeah, right. I should have expressed emotions. That's for the like love a first Polly. generation Ultron, right there. Yeah, I just think you're the greatest. Yeah, here's two beers. <laughs> so that thing turned into Ultron. All right, so. <laughs> Um, be Ultron's dad. <laughs> so uh, Ultron ups, uploads himself into the body. Wanda's like, um, "Yeah, this guy, this thing is like thinking already. Like she can already get readings from it." And then she's like, "Oh, he just wants to kill everybody. Oh my god!" And then they have to do their baby face turn. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, "Okay," but I. I I get it, like it's fine, but like, how did you not know that that's what he meant? But did you not listen to him? You know. Well, they're so filled with hate. I mean, yeah, Tony killed their parents in their mind, so like they're just they're orphans, right? So they they're like a lot of parent issues, and this is the first person that listened to them. It wasn't in, on the right. I mean, it wasn't the first person that just outwardly used them. He he did it in a yeah. sharp way to mo- manipulate them. Yeah. So it's like they're like you know. They don't have a lot of experience with human interaction. They've been in a cage for however many years. So that's true. Like, that's true. Fair. Half of the team find Ultron, um, retrieve the body, um, but then Ultron ends up capturing Natasha, which is one of the few things for me on this movie is I don't like um, the old female member of the group in peril. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the things that I would leave off. I think. Yeah, because. It... It doesn't really seem to serve much of a purpose. Like it. Could well, it does. It motivates Banner, right, to be Hulk and make the yeah, it's, yeah. It's but I mean, as far as what Ultron's, he already has plenty was. of motivation to Hulk out. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's just trying to bait them in. I figure. Yeah. I think he figures if he has her, he could bait them to come back, um, and take them out. I thought the fight throughout Soul was really good, though. I thought again, it was like mm-hmm. there's some really good fight scenes in this movie, and that's Very another one good. That's yes. really well done. Chasing Cap gets even. some Cap gets some good shine mm-hmm. on the uh, just kind of that pursuit mm-hmm. scene where he's like kind of taking hits and like loses his shield at one point and Natasha retrieves it and 
Like there, there was, that was a really fun scene. I felt like it was, yeah. it got a little bit, um, all over the place and confused. I felt like towards the end, you didn't really necessarily realize that Natasha got taken, but I think that was sort of by design. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, a little bit herky jerky there, but I'll, I don't really have an issue with it. Um, other than what you pointed out, Jenny, of like, why do that? Like he could have taken, why not just take Hawkeye? Fuck it. I mean, right. <laughs> guy's wife (laughs) yeah like she's far more interesting to have on hand at any given moment than he is he was like i don't want hawkeye ew yeah don't take her out of play come on we need her um so in a really cool um scene banner and 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 tony once again, take it on <laughs> onto themselves to create another life. <laughs> so, so funny. They secretly learned. upload Jarvis, who mm-hmm. they still find they find him hiding um, from Ultron inside the internet, which is an amazing sentence. And so <laughs> they were like, "Fuck it, let's put Jarvis in this body." And then, so it has the vibranium. It has the Mind Stone. It has the Ultron, I guess, part of it as well. And then Thor finds out what they're up to and comes in there and fucking seizures it with the hammer, thunder, lightning, and shit. Thor had a vision in a cave in a pool, basically, which, Mm. um, I don't know, I think left everybody sort of scratching their heads, but... Well, that's kind of what he learned what the Mind Stone was, right? Yeah. They, they still didn't really know what it was until this point where he is like, it's an Infinity Stone, and yes. there's six of them and whatever else. So this is kind of where that comes together, and he informs them of it. So where was the Mind Stone, though? Had Ultron taken it out of – did he have it? Like, how did it end up in this body? I forget. Yeah, he must they have put placed it in... into I... the body okay. that would yeah become Vision. That was going to be his Because they had like, the scepter, so they could do that. yeah. Yeah, he had the scepter, so um, yeah, he put it in the new body that he was gonna use. So all of this um, science and technology and mysticism um, creates a new person named Vision. Very awkward scene um, in which Vision Agreed. is, I guess, trying to explain himself. Like he comes out a lot more calm than Ultron did mm-hmm. in the beginning. You know, um, well, because it's Jarvis, it was built that way, right? right? It was very focused and calm. Once again, Tony building something that is useful and good. You know, not everything of his goes awry. Uh, thoughts about Vision, Scott? Well, you say that, but it's it, it it's funny how they tried to do it a second time, mm-hmm. um, where they could have easily gone zero for two, and they could have made another Ultron, mm-hmm. um, and fuck more shit up. So you gotta roll the dice at some that, point, right? I mean, that's. Yellow. Fuck it. You know what? At this point, fuck it. Everything yeah, it's like they're desperate. They're like, all right, I think. Yeah, I think they're just desperate to to solve this problem. And they're like, okay, this is this is probably the best way to do it. And um, what the fuck else and, has happened? Right? Yeah, what are we going to lose? Like, yeah, just another. Out. Yeah, well, we're right another this time. Ultron two. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I like Vision a lot. I, mm-hmm. I like the character. I like Paul Bettany's. You know, he's got a good voice for it. He's very he's a perfect uh uh actor character to be that calm. Even though 
I mean, it's funny. You have Paul Bettany's voice who has that like baby face calm, and then you've got James Spader who has that heel calm, like before the storm kind of menacing, thing. Yeah. Um, menacing calm. And then you have you know Barton's face, which is just calm tweener, as just as Jr. saying. We don't know. Where, we don't know where that calm always from. on the verge of a turn. Always on the verge of his fucking kids. No. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. I liked. I. I. I mean. It, it, I. I agree. I mean. At this point, Tony's like, "Fuck it. Whatever. It, we're. We're. We may lose anyway. Screw it. Might as well just roll the dice and pray that I don't fuck it up again." And he didn't. So. Um, this is a stupid name. That's my biggest problem. You don't like Vision. the name. You don't like Vision. Vision? No. Why? It'll warm. Up. You'll warm up to it. I don't like it. Ultron two. Even in my notes, I have Miss Jarvis to the end of this movie. Jarvis. I don't, you... I don't think I accepted Vision until the next one he's in. <laughs> Did you like him growing himself a cape? That was yeah, awesome. I yeah, like him. Great. I like everything about him. I just don't like the name. I I have a hard time following the rationale. This is where it starts to a little bit just come apart for me because we have this body, which Ultron created. That's a little bit, I don't know if we want to be fucking with this, but so, so far as we know, it's just a body. Okay, fine. We've got Jarvis. We think that Jarvis is going to be the last line of defense against Ultron, but why do we think that? Ultron has already demonstrated that it has far surpassed Ultron's or Jarvis's program. Well, well, yeah, but Tony realizes that it's not that he didn't overpower Jarvis and kill him, right? Don't they realize Jarvis shut down and hid? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd survive, but I still not even to survive. I thought it was that he he knew at that point he wasn't able to overcome, so he basically went into hiding until he'd be ready. Right. Um, I so think I think as Jarvis got pretty fucked up and had to go into hiding, he had to retreat basically, which is still kind of a level of self awareness. So figure that though, plus. The Mind Stone is enough to right. bring up that young because the Mind yeah, Stone. Yeah, you're gonna fuck with that Mind Stone again. Come on, guys. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I keep thinking. Gonna yeah, this is where it's just dice. a little bit. And like, okay, Jarvis. Let's say, okay, Jarvis is um, smarter, so to speak, than Ultron. Why are we putting him in a body? Like, why do we need to create? He needs, the, well, he's made of vibranium, like number this. one. And he probably has some Thor powers, too, because Thor won't put his DNA all up in there. Well, this was before Thor touched. Like, they had no idea Thor was going to do what he did. Like this was Yeah, just, no. I think they just thought they needed, like, yeah. a house for the Mind Stone and Jarvis. Like, how else are you going to meld them together? Yeah. I don't know. Like, it, put them in a body, sure. You leave that damn Mind Stone alone. <laughs> Take that thing out, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a little, like... Like, we had to get Vision into the movie, so... Yeah. It is. Um, which, again, I, I love the character, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's... And I love how Paul Bettany plays him. I just... That origin kind of defied logic. I me. like it. It's mm. kind of fucked up. It's kind of Frankenstein-y, you know? It's very frankenstein yeah. Very I frankenstein. like it. Um... So, in that scene where he, you know, they're just like basically, they don't trust him either, really, and and he admits that he doesn't want to kill Ultron, but in the end, that that's probably going to be the best is that him and all of his bots have to be destroyed. 
Um, and then he picks up Thor's hammer and fucking hands it to him and yeah, says, great. let's go. Earlier. And then Thor's just like, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is the correct response to that. It was awesome. Like, I love that scene. So, now, big battle scene. Now, this is where it does get, like, what is happening? Because they go back to Slovakia, Sokovia, and... Mm. All of a sudden, they're there to, like, rescue everybody. Because, um... Ultron has used the remaining vibranium to build a machine to lift a large part of the city up into the air and wants to crash it onto the ground to cause global extinction. This is crazy, right? Like, this is legit, Mm -hmm. like, nut job. Yeah, pretty whack. But also kind of amazing. Uh, I mean, what kind of evil genius is going to come up with this idea? I'll just tear off part of the Earth and then slam it back down into the Earth to kill the Earth. Yeah, but see, I was all right with it because I, I, I guess the, the trust the process, right? Is that yeah. I have faith that he has scanned every possible outcome <laughs> via the internet <laughs> and determined this is the, this is the best, best way to destroy um, the world to create extensions to create this giant reaction that's going to just wipe out everyone when he slams this piece of earth back down to the rest of the earth. I mean, the the levels you have to be able to, to like think through, I, I just, you know, it's it's a crazy and diabolical and genius plan, like, worthy of Ultron, in my opinion. <laughs> like, it's yeah, so seems, extra. <laughs> seems like he could have chosen a less conspicuous chunk of earth. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, I thought of that, and I didn't scan every possible outcome. <laughs> He is getting a little desperate, though, don't forget. He's getting a little desperate now. And he also, again, he does have emotions. So I I think Mm -hmm. there is a part of this that maybe he is not willing to admit or acknowledge of, I want to make humans suffer, basically. I want to cause death and destruction. So um, there's a lot of, like, trying to get people to safety. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of um, fighting off Ultron's army and then Fury shows up with a helicarrier, um, tries to evacuate people. Um, Quicksilver dies. Um, yeah, he's saving Hawkeye. Yes. What a waste! What a still life. Well, I know. <laughs> Can you imagine? But Hawkeye did get a lot of shine in this one. Um, yeah. You know, throughout this, with quick everything else. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like they could have used. They could have sacrificed Quicksilver for someone better than him. <laughs> like Wanda, obviously. Yeah, or even Vision. You know, like maybe they're trying to get the stone back and he saves them or something because mm-hmm. he knows he's the savior. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's, Hawkeye, it's like he met Hawkeye's family, so he doesn't know that part of it. You know, right. like he has realized Hawkeye's got this sort of life. So it was just kind of an odd choice. It I'm sort of adds some pathos to that Vision's going to end up banging his sister later <laughs> if, if he is being the one to save Vision, you know? that vibranium <laughs> are you just happy to see me yeah. yeah it's one of those things he doesn't know we don't know vibranium it, but... zucchini right like oh boy i the vibranium but all this is like um very kind of choppy like taking you into all the different facets of of the final fight scene but they do manage to 
get everybody in the same place. And then, like Tim, you mentioned that um, slow-mo panoramic scene um, where all the heroes are in hero pose and it looks amazing. Did you like that scene? Yeah, I was fine with all that. I will say it, it does feel a little bit, okay, this is how we ended the first right. movie, so we kind of have to try to top ourselves, even though we know we can't. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, as wrestling fans would say, it's it's rematch syndrome, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way, Scott? Yeah. I do. Um, it did seem a little contrived. I just, uh, the visual just seemed so ridiculous, this large, like, hunk of of a country just floating in space. We're just going to, I don't know. I didn't like any, I didn't like that whole, I, I, I don't, I just, I thought there could have been a better way to do something with the, with the remaining vibranium than to make this like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like hydraulic thing. Like he should have made more of him. Mm -hmm. Uh, If he, if he was the, if he considered himself the sentient uh, moral compass, his moral compass, we'll use those words a lot in the future movies. He should have just made more of himself instead of this like fucking city lifting thing. I just didn't get it. I just thought it made. I just didn't like the way that that if, if that let's put it this way, the internet must have been broken if that's the best thing he came up with at the end of the fucking day. Because I think that's stupid. He should have made more of more. But of he himself. had to do it quick. He had to he had to execute quickly. Like I don't. I mean, he was like they were on his ass. He so that thing to... was quicker to make than more of himself. He well, he did make a bunch it. of bots. You know, the ones that were but there. He, but he should have made like better bots. Those were yeah, shitty right. bots. Like, if nothing else, have a backup for your... Like, you want to have a vibranium yeah. body, I guess. Have a few on hand. Yeah. I just um, thought that could have been more better suited. But Well, look, he was probably just um, getting all of his information from 4chan. Uh, that's what it was. Or Tout. Tout 4chan. So, we get to see Wanda and... and pretty big action too um fairly cool little slow motion fight scene with her um very intimidating arm movements and swirling fingers um where she generates her powers i mean she's doing sign language with some power so that's good but very comic booky scene i did like jenny um try to redeem myself or everybody um, shoots their laser beam yes. powers at Ultron. That was going to be my next question. Yep. It's I uh, like that a whole lot. Tony and Vision and Thor, I think. Uh, sounds right. Okay. Yeah. Or and Wanda, Wanda might have been in there. Wanda she might have been yeah. in there. Um, she has laser beam powers, sort of. So that's uh, eventually what breaks them apart, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Her going, her her really going buck is what mm-hmm. does it, and then yeah, Wanda finishes them. Yeah. Yeah, well, Vision kind of flies off with whatever's left of him. and mm-hmm. Yeah, then he polishes him off. Has that great line, um, you know, I I was just born yesterday. <laughs> so they... Just make the line of the movie, which is, that was a really cool delivery where he's mm-hmm. sort of justifying why he is killing Ultron. Right. Here. Mm-hmm. I will say, too, all this stuff... Um... As ham-fisted as we thought some of it was with Hawkeye's family, uh-huh. it actually set up to maybe be a potential good swerve because you kind of thinking, oh, they introduced his family and he's going to fucking die probably in the fight. You know, right, the big yeah. fight and, you know <laughs> it's going to add to the sadness of it. So I thought actually inadvertently or maybe on purpose set up a red herring to assume because uh-huh. they did focus on him a lot in this movie. 
Um, so it wouldn't have been too shocking if this was it for him. Like we'd meet his family. He's all over the place in the whole movie. Um, so like maybe he, he eats it in this one and then that's it and move on. Sadly, no, but, um, <laughs> all right. So he has kind of a good line. I will say where he talks about, uh, I'm a guy with a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. Yes, that's true. Trying to yeah. like on the back up. That was gave him a little bit of shine. I'll I'll allow that. And then we get the you get the finish where Hulk goes off on the Quinjet. They try to contact mm-hmm. him. He turns uh, yes. off the thing and disappears because he doesn't want to. You know he Burn knows he can't really deal with Natasha. He doesn't want to hurt her by accident. So right. And that I mean that plays a role later, right? Where he goes on this Quinjet. So we'll mm-hmm. see that eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. And then. You know, at the end, we get the new Avengers facility with the new class. Same with the build a new class training. Mm-hmm. It's a Vision, yeah, Wanda, Bring Falcon. <laughs> new recruits. Falcon and a War Machine are all training. Um, how many fucking times is Tony going to quit? <laughs> Quits yeah. again here. Mm-hmm. He can't He can't ever stay out of the game for too long. All right, anything? They argue about whether or not Vision is worthy because he yeah. lifted the hammer. Yeah. Well. The elevator can lift the hammer. He's got it now. The elevator <laughs> He is a machine. But, I mean, they do have a point. There's some, like, plausible deniability mm-hmm. there, right? Where Vision is, is not flesh and blood, but he is a person. Mm-hmm. So you could go either way on that. I like how they kind of, you know, didn't entirely answer that question still. Left it hanging. Well, see, I didn't get the impression that Tony was retiring, but I definitely did get the impression that Hawkeye was retiring. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, which is fine as well. Um, so in the mid credit scene, we see Thanos don a gauntlet and vow to retrieve the Infinity Stones. And this is where he kind of says, I'll do it. You know, I'll do it myself, basically. Mm-hmm. I have to do yeah, it myself. And that, and that is where I was a little confused with that piece. It's like, so was he doing, Do like... <laughs> I'm sorry, like, what? Well, not only what himself, but who failed him? Like, who was he yeah. right. owning that fucked up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I get, that's where I, I mean, for the first movie, yes, because he was, Loki was his bitch. Mm-hmm. But in, in this one, that goes back to what I was saying about Ultron. Like, did Thanos cause ultron to become sentient and fucking nuts or are we back to the whole he just learned a lot and fucked it up and that's what i'm saying like i now see that that proved that i i'm glad you said that because that kind of goes back to did he do something to create ultron or like or is he or did he just was ultron just kind of like we said earlier was it a happy accident i don't think thanos is like no it, all right, so, like so Thanos, so, stone, so Thanos right? is acknowledging at the in the mid credit scene that all right, well Loki fucked up three mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck this mess was. I just watched, but obviously this didn't work either. So whatever the hell that was. So he didn't really say it, but I guess we are acknowledging that this entire saga of this movie was just a happy accident <laughs> or unhappy accident, I suppose, as the case may be. And well, and yeah. and Thanos in general is you know we talk about. Ronin and all the other, you know, and, and pretty much every bitch that he's thrown out to do his shit for him mm-hmm. has screwed the pooch. And he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm sitting here all by myself on my little throne in this. Fuck it. I'm just going to do this myself. You all suck. So I guess what we can say is then is this scene has nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> I guess it's just yeah. pretty much 
all right, well, I'm sitting here and these fucking guys are winning battles. They have no business. <clears throat> Screw it. I'll just do this myself. Right. Well, yeah, because you could take it, too, is that, like, he was hoping the Avengers would get wiped out in this, so May's going to have to take them out to get the stones. And I don't, I don't know if there's a piece where he's manipulating that the stones are there and, and he's kind of hoping to get delivered to him inadvertently, you know? There may be something to be said for the fact that he sent Loki, Loki as sort of his agent, his emissary, to destroy the Avengers, conquer Earth, whatever. Gave Loki the scepter, which contained the minds... Like, Thanos had to know that he was turning over one of the Infinity Gems to Loki, mm-hmm. which seems like a risky move on his right. part. But... When did we... Wait, when did Thanos control Loki? When was that? That was in the first Avengers. The first Avengers. They showed him, or they just said it after. Well, no they show him at the they show him at the very end, but you see throughout that first Avengers movie Loki interacting with somebody mm-hmm. who is basically saying, "Go forth and do this." Uh, and I'm, there's a scene I'm, at the beginning where, yeah, they they give him the scepter. It's the guy that that Ronan wiped out. Remember the um, yeah. It's, I guess that just didn't tie it all together that. He was using Loki, that's all. Yeah, so he sends Loki to do his bidding, basically say, yeah, go conquer Earth, you you can be in charge there. Um, But it's just weird that he would, like, let him use one of the Infinity Gems, which he is supposedly after, unless he thought that, like, this even being on Earth is just going to fuck everything up and... Mm -hmm. I don't know it's going to create a genocidal robot, but right. bad things are going to happen at least. <laughs> right. And I'll go in and just, you know, um, exploit whatever is left mm-hmm. um, and reclaim the, the stone. I don't know. It seems like a very convoluted way to get what you want. So, it, yeah, I don't know if this scene really has any connection to the movie. Final thoughts. I... Love this movie. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I, I think that it has some of the best fight scenes and some of the best character scenes. Um, I love the crazy, insane robot. Uh, I love James Spader. Um, the gentle humor, like I, like it's funny. It's low key, pretty funny. Like, but it, you know, it, it, it knows its spot when it comes mm-hmm. to comedy, you know, and. And they, they, they play it really well, and it's well-acted and well-directed, and I love this movie. Uh, I don't remember my ratings, but um, I think I'm going to put it over Guardians if I give it... You gave Guardians a 9. Okay, so I was going to go 9.25 for wow. overall, because I love this movie. What do you think, Scott? Um... I'm uh, not even close to 9.5. Well, I, I I love the I love James Spader. I love the Ultron character. I thought um, I like Vision. I like Wanda. The new characters are great, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them down the line because they're good allies for the rest of the guys, uh, for the rest of the crew. Um, I I'm still I still don't like the whole Tony Bruce being sneaky. And not realize, and, and and this mysterious way that all of a sudden, that Jarvis they they go from downloading this thing to suddenly he's a sentient out of the blue. We still haven't really established that. Downloading everything and knowing is one thing, but becoming sentient and and with emotion, we still don't know where that came from. The whole lifting a city thing is still stupid, in my opinion. I think they should have. I think I think 
Ultron could have done something more with the vibranium. Um, so the plot in general, I'm not really crazy about, but I did like the addition of characters, and I do love James Spader. Six and a half. Justin? Yeah, that's uh, that's low. Um, mm. That this is really good. Uh, <laughs> that's low. I like it was a really a wild story. It was pretty intense. With you, know, you get the internet, the robots, the Infinity Stones, all in there. Um, I thought it was a lot of great <laughs> battle scenes, which I don't. I feel like weren't given enough credit on this show for mm-hmm. just how good they were. All three: the the first one, Soul and uh, Sokovia. Like all, I, I thought all, and um, the one inside Hulk the Buster. warehouse. Yeah, out of costume. Hulk yeah, there's like five. Really yeah, it's great, really good. Um, that are all really wonderfully done. It was a little confusing and sluggish early. Uh, you know, that might be me just not piecing some of the stuff together because I don't have the background. Um, but once I, I thought it really got going once they they party mm-hmm. uh, and, and Ultron is created. I think James Spader was amazing. I liked the introduction of Scarlet Witch, and I liked the growth of Hulk um, to show that they can control him and he. Is sending enough himself to know like he's gonna get away from uh, Nat before he ends up hurting her, so he takes off in the jet. And um, it also sets up kind of the next wave of potential Avenger members. So all in all, it's just a really good sequel. I enjoyed it a lot. I went to nine point two five. I did with Jenny. Timmy. Okay, uh, I guess I can quit beating around the bush, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like individual scenes and parts of this movie i definitely agree that it has some of the best action some of the best fight scenes we've seen in any of these films to date um like a lot of the character work um but i i don't know that they are the most coherent as a whole in in like one movie um again speaking to like the stuff with hawkeye and the farm and his family I like all that in theory. I don't know that I like it in this movie. Mm. Um, I, I, I kind of like, um, you know, some of the uh, whole the the Banner uh, Natasha romance stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it's super well served in this movie. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have those grievances with it. Uh, but I think that a lot of that speaks to how this illustrates some of the pitfalls of just like studio tentpole movie making in that it, it just does have ultimately you do have a lot of masters to serve with, with these movies sometimes, especially what is the middle installment of a big franchise. We talked about how this is coming in almost right in the middle of what we've seen so far to date in the MCU of the Infinity Saga. And so what that means is there's going to be a lot happening. There's going to be a lot of plate spinning. There are going to be things that don't necessarily make sense at the time, but if they are paid off later, um, you sort of appreciate a little bit more. And I Mm -hmm. think that this is one of those movies I have learned to appreciate quite a bit more in hindsight, even with it being still as messy as it is. Um, I mean, there are lines mm-hmm. that will pay off later. Cap, mm-hmm. Cap talking about how if we're going to lose, we would, we'll lose together. And Tony calling him out on that Yep. when they do lose mm-hmm. and it's not together. Um, 
things like uh, uh, you know Wakanda being set up for Black Panther, uh-huh. uh, Thor's vision that he has of Ragnarok, basically Tony's vision of what's going to be the Infinity War ultimately. Uh-huh. Uh, Cap with the dance, the last dance being referenced again that he doesn't get and ultimately will, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Spoiler alert. Uh-huh. Even Hawkeye with the family and what's going to happen with them. Right. Right. So all these things, you sort of realize, oh, there was a point to this. Uh-huh. Uh, so that being said, like on its own, it's a little bit muddled. I'm a little bit mixed, but uh, I can appreciate it just in the context of, of what um, it is accomplishing and what it means to this series of films as a whole. Like, it's pretty important. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's an accomplishment in and of itself. So I'm going to give it a somewhat reluctant eight. That seems right. That seems like a very Tim number. Um, and you're not wrong about some of that stuff. Um, post-endgame, I'm glad that you can have some more love for it, which is what I was hoping for. So that makes me happy. And yeah. I really appreciate you guys like doing this deep dive. I've wanted to talk about like this movie in this depth. It's part of the reason why I started the podcast with you guys because this movie in particular, I felt is so all over the place for people. Some people yeah. really hate it. Yeah. I agree. Uh, some people like it, but you know, I you guys all feel I think where I thought you might, so that's good. Um, maybe somebody else will rewatch it and. And like it. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't love it, I I think it it's more that it's definitely more interesting than mm-hmm. anyone gives it credit for. Right. I, mean, I, I think people sure. sort of wrote this off and said, mm-hmm. "Well, the more stuff happens to it, that really drives the future stories than you would think." Oh, yeah. Like I said at the start, like mm-hmm. kind of assumed it was just going to be a, you know, just a throwaway story that just happens, but a ton of stuff happens in here that drives the rest of the universe. So it's the TNA of song. the MCU. You even get little pieces of uh, of Wanda and Vision. Like, they mm-hmm. have a nice little exchange at the end mm-hmm. that, at the time, I thought was just a nod at the comics fans who knew that they were a couple in the comics. I didn't think they'd ever do anything with that. Right. What up? Um, <laughs> so, uh, our rankings for the movies so far, I think this is my accurate list. So, I will go... Um, number one, The Winter Soldier. Number two, Ultron. Um, number three, Guardians. Number four, Iron Man 3. Number five, Avengers. Number six, Iron Man. Number seven, Captain America, the first Avenger. I think that's right. Number whatever number I'm on is Thor. And then <laughs> Iron Man 2. And then Thor 2. And then Incredible Hulk. I have at the top. I have Winter Soldier at nine three quarters. Iron Man eight and a quarter. Iron Man two eight. Uh, Captain American First Avenger and Guardian seven and three quarters. Uh, Avengers and Thor seven and a half. Iron Man three seven. Age of Ultron six and a half. Incredible Hulk five and a half. And Thor: The Dark World four. Mm. Tim. Okay, so I'm going to go worst to best. How about it? Um, 
In last place, which I guess is what, 11th, <laughs> I have the Incredible Hulk at four, followed by Thor The Dark World at 6.25, Iron Man 3 at six and a half, then Iron Man 2 at a seven, Thor at seven and three quarters, getting real specific here, <laughs> got Avengers Age of Ultron at an eight. Guardians of the Galaxy, eight and a quarter. Captain America, the first Avenger, at eight and three quarters. Captain America, Winter Soldier, at nine. Iron Man, nine and a quarter. And the best for me is Avengers, at a perfect ten. Ten. I forgot you gave it a ten. Justin, your list. I had doo-doo shit, stupid Hulk at four. That was my worst. (laughs) Uh, Dark World at seven, which was my next worst. Uh, Captain America first, uh, Avengers 775, Thor and Iron Man, I had both as an 8, Iron Man 2 at 8.5, Iron Man 3, 8 and 3 quarters, uh, Guardians and the original Avengers at 9, and then Ultron 9 and a quarter, and then Winter Soldier was a perfect 10 for me. All right. Um, what is our Which next... of your 8s do you like better between Iron Man and, what is it? Thor, I think. Iron I Man and Thor, both uh, Iron... for you. Iron Man ahead Definitely, of that. Yeah. Okay. And I would have Guardians ahead of the first Avengers. Mm. Oh, gotcha. Of my nines. I guess I did too, although that sounds weird when you say it out loud. Hmm. I don't know. I reserve the right to change any of this at any given moment. Make one of them like a nine point one or something. <laughs> <laughs> any Chad scale. Yeah. yeah. Chad scale. Very you won't go to a quarter, but just to say it's better than the other nine. What's the next movie on our list? Ant-Man. 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 Oh, good. That'll be a fun one to talk about. I'll be excited for that. Well, in the meantime, Timothy, what have you been working on? Uh, What have I been working on? Well, here on the Jenny Position, I do another show with you that's called Talkin' Pop. And we had a guest on our last episode of Talkin' Pop. It was the cowboy. Mm-hmm. Roger. That's mm-hmm. that's as much as I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, but a uh, good friend of ours, uh, but I would say a good friend now, someone I, I did not know that much about going into the show, but made for a really fun interview. He's had some adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get into those, get into some deep stuff also, as we sometimes do in Talk and Pop with our friends. Uh, beyond that, you can find me as well on the North-South Connection podcast feed, where you and I, again, Jenny, have a show that is also with Sean Kidd. It's called Shrinkwrapped, the Psychology of Superheroes. It's a new show, and we just recorded, as of the time we were speaking, our second episode of that. So should be able to hear that probably time you're hearing this podcast. That is on North-South Connection podcast feed uh over on place to be nation wrestling uh talking wcw you me jenny and greg phillips also ptb nxt you me and (laughs) notice the theme yes right we're a package uh, deal apparently apparently so um we we do our contract negotiations as a duo i guess BTB NXT, you, me, and uh, Jacob Williams. 
So we just covered the first takeover event of the year 2014. First takeover ever, in fact, on that show. Check it out on Place B Nation Wrestling. Uh, on Place B Nation Pop, I know it's not a promise, kicked off a new show called Making Mount Rushmore. So now people talk about what is the Mount Rushmore of this? What is the Mount Rushmore of that? Who would you have on your Mount Rushmore of whatever thing? That's what this show is. It's a panel show. Uh, so we're not going to have the same people every time, but I was part of the panel for the kickoff episode of that where we ranked the Mount Rushmore of HBO comedies and HBO dramas. So we did both of those um, two Mount Rushmores on the debut episode of Making Mount Rushmore. That's on Plays Me Nation Pop. And that's all, right. all I've got. All well, right. Well, that's half my done. job done, so that's good. What about you, Scott? Um, obviously, uh, the Place to Be Wrestling Network feed. Uh, all the shows are great, so check it out. You can follow me on Twitter at P2E Podfather, and I want to I want to double up on the pop feed. What Tim just said about um, Mickey Mount Rushmore, I was on that first episode. You, me, uh, Andy, and was it Sean? Yeah, and Jacob, I think, right? And uh, yeah, it was a great show. I enjoyed it very much. So, and uh, the topics are going to be a lot of fun going forward. So, definitely check it out and check out everything on this feed besides this show because it's awesome too. And the No So feed, all the feeds are great. Check them all out. So and many. Uh, so many, but so much fun. What about you, Justin? Month. Yeah, definitely. Justin? Yeah, this describes the North South Connection Podcast Network. The stuff dropping you know, five to six days a week. Uh, a little bit of pop culture, a bunch of wrestling, and uh, I think you really enjoy it. JT the Pod Guy on Twitter. Jenny Position uh, on Twitter and the Facebook page. Uh, leave a review. You know, I'd love to read it on air. That'd be fun. Uh, tweet me. Whatever. Uh, check out all my shows here. Uh, there should be a new episode of You Heard About Pluto, as well as you can hear me and Bianca watching uh, Top Gun for her first time uh, on the latest edition of, of that show. So, uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on The Journey Through Infinity. Antman. Antman. Scott Antman. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. I am good. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah it's good. Fuck! <laughs> Answer the fucking question. What do you need? Just say yes or no. That news is good news. Oh, my God. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, Hang one. Hang on. Uh, no, I'm ready. Go ahead. <laughs>